is so boomer of me that I don't understand how. I don't get anything like that. Do you have a MacBook? I have a lag, a Dell laptop. Oh, okay. And it doesn't work. Yeah, I I would assume <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you ever feel the need for a computer, Macs are great. Highly recommend it. I I probably will never. Okay. I have the I have an uh, an iPad. Yeah, iPads are dope. And that's it. Okay. I don't know how to work anything else. It's yeah. just like a big phone. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It's, that's all I got. Yeah, it's more. It's like the. It's like a hybrid between a phone and a, you got the mobility of the phone, but you got like the screen of a computer, and you can add yeah. the keyboard and everything and make it more like a computer. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Do you use AirDrop at all? Exclusively to get all those like drawings I've been doing. Yep, that's it's that's it. So I you can do that with AirDrop. the Mac too. So that's why like I use that all day. Where like because I use like Photoshop and and all the Adobe suite on my MacBook. And when I'm done with it, I just airdrop it to my phone. And it's the best fucking technology that exists. That's true. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I still don't understand how you're supposed to do it. I It's just Bluetooth or Bluetooth and Wi-Fi? It's just Wi-Fi. It's just Wi-Fi? Oh, maybe it is Bluetooth too, but I think it's just Wi-Fi. I don't know. I don't know either. I, anyways, back to I just to know that it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dan was talking about the other day how, uh, yeah, we were talking about like vocal warm-ups and vocal exercising and stuff like that and how like you know, it really pays off to, to do those kinds of things. And then he was like, bro, when Greg came into the studio to do that verse on what's over that spaced out, I think it was called. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, this dude came in he was like, I texted him about it like once and he just showed up and he had everything ready and he just went to the vocal booth and just bent over and just screamed as loud as he could for like 15 seconds. And then he was like, all right, I'm good. And then did it in two takes. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, I I guarantee you if Bungler was still going hard till this day, I would not be good. My voice would be absolute dog yeah. shit. Did you ever, I mean, were you ever trying to do like the proper way of doing things? Oh, no, never. You were just yelling. Yeah, just yeah. yelling. Yeah, I, literally, my warm-ups would be like, like low hum mm-hmm. into just straight yelling and see if I could yep. do it. And then that's it. The last time I saw Bungler was at uh, Sugar City, R.I.P. Sugar City. Um, oh, yeah. I don't remember what show it was. It was a plot in you, right? Maybe. Sure. I came to see you guys. And uh, and I remember talking to you after the show and your voice was gone. And I was like, does this happen all the time? And you're like, yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, tour was fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah, you're destroying yourself. You even watch a YouTube video? Uh, it's funny. I that's I, what I do. I just follow YouTube videos and do. I've never had any formal vocal training or anything. I just watch YouTube videos on how to like do vocal exercises and shit like that, and how to use your diaphragm. Yeah, I I tried when I was younger, when uh, uh our old band, uh, Maliana. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that band. It's so unfortunate that anybody remembers that band. I just remember the name. I don't know if I ever saw you guys. I wasn't really into that kind of music back then. Yeah. I got more into it in college. Yeah, it's not... I started hanging out with Pat Walker. Oh, yeah. Shout yeah. out, Pat Walker. Shout out, Pat Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the fourth time he's been shouted out. Yeah, you know, he's one of my best friends. Is what happens. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, like, it's terrible. Listening back to it, it's just god-awful. Well, it, dude, I have all the recordings of everything I've ever done. And oh, I go yeah. back and listen to it, and I'm like, this sucks. But it's, you know, you have to suck. Oh, yeah. But I think the thing is that, like, at least for me, I can't go back and listen to it. Yeah. I can't go back to listen to when I, like, sucked because it'll just get in my head and I'll be like, oh, I suck now. 
No. Eh. You listen to that and go listen to a Bungler record and see how better, how much better you got. That, true, but I hated the Bungler record when we were done recording it. Well, dude, I get like that too. I, uh, I mean, especially recording at GCR. You know, it's a it's a tedious process because it's a you know professional studio. You're in there doing it how it's supposed to be done. Uh, and when you're doing takes over and over and over again, you're in there, in there for hours at a time and listening to the same fucking song that you wrote, you know, mm-hmm. and have been working on for months and you just hear it back and forth, back and forth. And then you're listening to mixes forever. And then it's finally done. And you're just like, I don't want to fucking hear these songs. Ever oh, again. yeah. Yeah. I should note that like musically loved it. Yeah. Just vocally. Right. Because I was just hearing like myself. Every mistake just, you've ever made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was awful i, I remember done like, that better could have done that better oh yeah we yeah, were like the same thing in the van and i was like i was driving us to walmart and like specifically remember like ryan was sitting next to me and i was just like i can't fucking stand these last like six songs yeah. that i did vocals on like i like vocally i hate these and he's like dude they're good they're fine like i like i like them and i'm like i don't understand how you're fucking wrong <laughs> that's so funny i hate uh pretty much all my vocals I did on uh, our EP, Nothing Left For Us. We recorded it in the winter. We were all sick <laughs> when we recorded, <laughs> and I did no preparation at all. Mm-hmm. I just was like, we were pretty unprepared for that record. I mean, I wouldn't say we were. I was pretty unprepared for that record. Um, I mean, I like how, how it came out production-wise. I think it sounds good, but my vocals on it, uh, sp- specifically on our song Tunnel Vision, which is like the highest key that we play in is that song mm-hmm. and i'm basically just yelling because i just try to be parker cannon all the time i'm finally moved on <laughs> from that point in my life uh but that's what you i mean that in any art form that's what you do you try to be whoever inspires you you know oh yeah and uh and then you try to figure out your own voice uh, through that so um but when we were recording that what's so funny is the lyric of the course of that song is once upon a time I wasted all of mine letting people build me when I could have built myself and it's just all a song about feeling better and I'm in this in the vocal booth and I'm just like my voice is cracking and I'm just like I damn near have a, like a breakdown in the vocal booth and I'm like punching the walls and shit and I remember looking through the glass looking at Devin and just screaming at the top of my lungs this song is a lie <laughs> Because I was not feeling better, I was very, very mad, and I hate how and I hate playing uh, that that song's so good, um, but I hate performing it because it fucking is so out of my range, and I just try to push myself, and I learned a lesson in that, and uh, just play to your strengths. You oh know? yeah, sing in a range where you are comfortable. Don't try to fucking go oh, outside yeah. of that. You know? Well, it's like when I like well, part of me like when we were recording that, I was trying to do like put in lows, right? You know, like those like nice little you know yeah. like little growls and i don't i don't fucking know why <laughs> sound awful they just sound so bad and uh i was so adamant about it and uh thank god somebody stopped me yeah because i was like the way when we recorded um we recorded with my cadillac uh he was in it dies today oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah so he like he has like that band was sick they were they yeah. were fucking awesome i think I, I think there's a dude who works at my job uh that was in that band I think the singer. Probably, yeah. I don't remember his name though, but I see him all the time. Hmm. Anyway, sorry. Um oh no. Yeah. Um Yeah, so like what his setup, like it's like in his room he has like like this setup. Is it like, a home studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he like funneled cords like through the hallway into like his brother's room, I think nice. I was in every single time we recorded with him. 
but there was like no glass, no nothing. It so was you're just in there alone, alone, not knowing what was going <laughs> I'm on. I'm just in a room alone. Yeah. Going crazy, being like, I fucking suck at this. Mm-hmm. I'm not good. Nobody can see me. I'm just like in this room going absolutely crazy alone. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Usually makes for a good record though. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, that's how I feel is like you, you put yourself through the shit. You drive yourself a little crazy to make it as perfect as you possibly can. And it's never going to be, but as long as you, you know, did the best that you possibly could, I guess, you know, that's all you can do. Right. So true. And I love that bungalow record. So Thank you. for the record, yeah. uh, I love it now. Oh, good. Yeah. I also, I didn't mean to shit on my own record either. Like yeah. nothing left for us. Like I still think it's pretty sick. I mean, Cody's song, I think is still like one of our best songs and. Oh yeah. Uh, I do like playing a lot of those songs, but, uh, and the new record is fucking dope and I'm very excited to put it out, but, uh, I, it was the same thing when we were making that, you know what I mean? It was just like whew, during guitar days and it was just, especially because it was through COVID. So it was like, oh, yeah. we couldn't all be there at the same time. So mo- all the guitar days were mostly just me and Charlie and it's just me, Charlie and Jay in the studio together, just 10 hour days. Like that's a good trio though. I mean, yeah, but it, it gets it it gets infuriating, you know, and not because of anybody who is in the room, but just what we're doing, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you know, guitars start going out of tune, the tone starts getting, you know, we don't like the tone anymore, you know, whatever, doing the can't get the take right, all this sorts of shit, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. like and just going at it as hard as we can, and then it's just super tedious, and you know, by the end of it, you're like, I don't want to fucking hear these songs ever again. Oh, never. And then you get the masters back months later, and you're like, this is so sick. Yeah, yeah, because it, it sounds nothing like... I mean, it sounds like exactly like what you did, but nothing like you, like right. you did at yeah. the same time. I mean, yeah, and that's usually the magic of Jason Bricky. Shout out, Jason Bricky. Shout, oh, shout out. Shout out. Uh, love him. Yeah, he's Love his love for coffee. Yep. I was just FaceTiming him earlier. He FaceTimed me because he was having an issue with his computer. <laughs> didn't know how to fix it. And I was like... And I didn't know how to fix it either, but I just Googled it for him and figured it out. Oh, yeah. I'm basically a professional Googler. I actually... Uh, I did that with Hannah's laptop uh the other week nice uh, i used the uh hp assistant and i don't i mean she probably knew that i was doing it um i was just like typing in what was wrong and they're like did you try this and i was like yes 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 and it's like did you try this i'm like no and i like was it turn it off and turn it back on again that was the number one thing they're like did you try restarting it and yeah. i'm like obviously okay i blew i blew in the cartridge you know did all nice. like the old stuff you yeah. know and then Good uh reference yeah hell yeah uh shout out uh N64. N64, yeah. <laughs> PS2, I don't know. Yeah. Dude, what are you going to blow on the disc? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you had to take the compressed air sometimes in there. I feel like the PS2 disc drives, not to go on a, on a nerdy <laughs> tangent here, but I feel like the PS2 disc drives were kind of shitty, and they always had issues like that where you had to take compressed air and try to blow it in there. Not as bad as that. No, wait, that was the PS2. The original Xbox had the same issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck him. Anyways, where was I? What was um, I talking about? You were fixing Hannah's laptop. Oh, yeah. And it was like uninstalling drivers. And Jesus. I, yeah. Once you start getting into there, it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I was just like, I don't know. Let's see if I could do this. And I did it. And I was like. And it fixed it? Oh, yeah. It fixed Huge. it. Huge. Yeah. I mean, at least for a little bit. You know. That's why I stay with Mac, man. I never have those issues on a Mac. Shit just works. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive, but you get what you pay for. You know. That's true. Yeah. It's good, though. Uh, I didn't do an intro. We're like. Uh, quite quite a bit into this. So, uh, <laughs> About 13 minutes. <laughs> episode 12 of the I Am Your Friend podcast, and our guest today is our friend Greg, uh, famously known as the vocalist of Bungler, which is why we were talking about uh, Bungler. Bungler is uh, 
one of my favorite local uh, hardcore, metalcore, whatever, a core. There's yelling and there's <laughs> fast guitars and and it's awesome. And I, I like that shit. We, we tried going with that like chaotic hardcore at yeah. first, and we're just like, I fuck it. Like we get put on shows with like fucking like the traditional and like head yeah. north. Hey, I booked that show. Yeah, and it was sick. <laughs> I loved those shows. Yeah, those were our favorite shows to play because. You know, when you're the only heavy band on a bill, people don't look at you. They're like, oh, well, you're not like hardcore yeah. enough or you're not like metal enough or like whatever. It's just like, oh, you're the band that screams. That's yep. cool. Yeah. I fucking love those shows. Uh, and again, shout out Pat Walker because Pat Walker loves a mixed genre show. Oh, yeah. That's his favorite thing. Best. And I shows. love and that was the inspiring. I ended up having uh, when Post Prom played BJ's last we had uh, we played with the band Pale Hell. Oh, that band's um, sick. Yeah. Shout out Alex Miskell <laughs> and Wyatt and uh, Charles. And I don't remember the bass player's name, but uh, those guys are fucking dope. And I know they're still doing shit, but uh, it was us and them, you know, and we're like this fucking pop rock punk band and they're just like metalcore. And uh, it was really cool to yeah. see the uh, crowd's reaction, you know. And when, I mean, when you play BJ's, you can, as long as you can put together a fucking song, people are going to love it. So, because <laughs> everyone's. Just getting off wasted those. off a three dollar mason jar filled with PBR. Oh man, I think I don't know if it was that show or the. Uh, I think we played two shows there. Yeah, Pat booked the first one, or I mean, Pat booked both of them. I I just eventually started booking with him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, whatever first one we played, um, yeah, those mason jars fucked yeah. me up. Yep, that's how it happened. That was great. Great yeah, it was night. Crazy getting fucked up on a Wednesday night. Uh. And I lived across the street, so I guess it was easy for me. But, oh, yeah. yeah. I pooped in your bathroom. Did you? Yeah. That's sick. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. I don't That's think I knew that rad. at the time either, but I, yeah. I remember going across the street and pooping in a bathroom. That's awesome. Yeah. Don't trust those BJ's toilets. I to, mean, I would, I've in. never taken a shit in BJ's, and I probably never would, but um, yeah, a lot of people who played BJ's did a lot of shit in my apartment. It's <laughs> a nice bathroom. Yeah. I wonder which one... Uh, because we had two bathrooms in that apartment. Because I had a master bedroom ah. with, a, with a half bath in it. So if your knees were touching the wall, that was my bathroom. Yep, that was yeah. your bathroom. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you shit in my... I feel like I kind of remember that, actually. Yeah. I feel like we both, both might have been a little a little sauced yeah, at that probably. time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time Made Violent played. Uh, they came over and Joe White smoked a bong in my hammock. And then, uh, sounds about right. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> and then, uh, they got on stage and he was like, I just smoked a bong in a hammock. And then they just started their fucking <laughs> set. It was super funny. Um, oh man, BJ's good fucking times, man. Um, so now, so Bungler, what's, is Bungler, I don't know what it is. You're just always leaving it up in the air, I guess, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, if you want to get, not? you want to get into the, the goods, the, and which is the bads for me. Yeah. Um, uh, so back in 2017, we uh, released our album, toured a little bit, and then I realized that same year that I was like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. I was it's like, tough, man. It's tough. It takes a toll on you. We were touring for like five straight yeah. years. Straight DIY tours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like eventually started getting booked by some like some different people like here and there, like whatever. But like. Yeah. Got to play with Eat It a few times. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, of course. It was so See, you guys played Riverworks. Yeah. Yeah. That that night was strange because uh, I was so stoked to be playing that show. Frank Iero, yeah. hero, helped me load up like load our shit on the yeah. stage. 
awesome. But uh, nobody knew that that was supposed to be Bungler's like last show ever. <laughs> yeah. But you guys played after that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. And we still play shows. I mean, we're yeah, still probably planning on we were supposed to play yeah. a show before COVID hit. That's so. the way. Yeah. I think that's kind of um, where like post problems getting to as well is just like, you know, just fucking let's just write some records and just play shows every once in a while and not take ourselves too seriously. You oh, know yeah. I mean? It's the most fun you can have. Right. Being in a band. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no fucking way you're getting me after <laughs> after a year of sitting home. You're not getting me to do a DIY tour ever. Again. Oh, no. God, I, it literally, and I don't mean this in a bad way. It sounds like like my literal nightmare at this point in my life. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, just making no money, losing money, and playing shows to four people or zero people, mm-hmm. and playing with bands that suck, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a total. And I haven't even I've done half a DIY tour, and that was enough for me. I was like, yeah, I'm good yeah. on this. Yeah, I mean, you found out. At the best time. No, yeah. I mean, like, I don't regret it. One second. Yeah, take a sip, bud. Of this Arizona green tea, please sponsor me. Um, I need to get some sponsors on here. I was going to start just making some up. Uh, I forgot who I was talking to about it, but we were just like, it might have been Alex Barron's. Uh, <laughs> we were talking like, this show, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by drinking your own piss. And then just like <laughs> moving on. Just like oh, making yeah. up shit like that. I mean, I'll throw some in here right, randomly you if you want. Yeah, cool. Fuck All right, it. dope. Um, what were you gonna say though about DIY tours? Or oh yeah, like I don't regret any of it yeah. at all. It was the best learning experience of my life. But when I'm sitting there on tour in a van, disassociating for like the whole thing straight, it's not, it's not great. Yeah, you know? <laughs> didn't yeah. really enjoy it then. Yeah, it becomes a. Playing to empty rooms becomes very mind-numbing, mm-hmm. especially because it's just like, what the fuck are we even doing here, man? It's like, and you convince yourself, it's like, this is what you got to do. This is what everybody did. Mm-hmm. This is how you get there. And you're five years in, and you're like, uh, yeah. yep, this is what everyone yeah. did. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of, you know, when we started post-prom, that was like where my head was at. Was I was like, all right, well, let's fucking do something. You know what I mean? Even if it's a DIY tour, like, I just want to get out there. You know what I mean? Like, I was hungry and everything, and it's just like, but then I'm playing with... You know, Charlie and Devin, who are older than the rest of us, and they're like, we've done this already, dude. Then we don't want to fucking do that anymore. Mm. And then I eventually I was like, I don't want to fucking do that anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh, we're all set on that. Yeah. Um, so you're also doing your art, which uh, is dope. Thank and you. does that have a name or is it just Greg Colbart? Uh, yeah, I um, well, hopefully my FBI agent never listens to this, but uh, it was previously black ice coffee club right and i was just kind of going under that moniker yeah i still but, wear uh, that shirt all the time kind of you know to avoid some taxes you know like all that stuff you know yeah so you know it's just greg colbart now okay and I, I mean breaking news i'm planning on starting another clothing line type thing but actually doing it uh actually okay so. i mean the design of the <laughs> the one black ice coffee club shirt that you did is dope and i do wear it all the time oh, yeah, thank that's you. great yeah. Um, but I love all the designs that you do. I love that it's like the, uh, um, you know, like Disney in the 40s kind of shit yeah. style, but like obviously like very dark and like, I don't know, it's cool. It's Thank a cool you. style. Yeah, I sure. got to I gotta give all props to uh, Sky. Shout out Sky Harding. Um, it, he was drawing that and like like super into it before like way before me and i was just like oh this is so fucking cool like everything yeah. like he's doing and like he's like buying or wearing or like has tattooed on him i was just like this is so cool yeah and then i was just like Start can i please own. copy you 
that's pretty much how it started nice yeah dope that's cool i mean that's how apple started yeah pretty much so you're just like steve jobs you're basically you're essentially steve jobs yeah yeah and i mean like you know when i'm a millionaire billionaire you know i'll 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 toss some money his way you know yeah of course you know just a little i think steve wozniak's doing fine but uh (laughs) um yeah shout out sky uh he's one of the funniest people on twitter that i follow for sure he's gonna appreciate that yeah okay. he's gonna really appreciate yeah, it's that gonna go yeah. to his head yeah oh yeah straight to his head good good i want it to yeah, he's just, he <laughs> fucking cracks me up dude he doesn't tweet a lot but every time he does i'm like that dude is off his rocker and so goddamn funny there's like different times and i'm calling him out right now there's like different times in like the group chats that we have where he's just like he's like i don't know why this one didn't hit <laughs> <laughs> cares so much about the brand oh yeah yeah i mean you gotta he, yeah. he's got he's got such like a like a streamlined brand to all of his tweets that like, you know, they're all killer. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah, they really do. I, I bet he's, is he a guy? He's probably got just like tons in the drafts. Just oh, God, I can only on imagine. Yeah. All the best ones do probably. I mean, do would he, did we um, ever show you any of the uh, garage band songs we did no. when we were like touring? No. Predominantly. Oh man. You were making songs on garage band. Yeah. Like on our van? phones. Yeah. In the van, like just awful like awful like minute long things of just like garbage yeah it was just straight trash but like if you could hear those boy oh boy would we be canceled no i'm just kidding but <laughs> no they it was super funny yeah he would always just like he'd be like back like chilling in uh his like seat in his bunker like, yeah because we were like a three-person band for whatever reason we uh we each had like our like our benches yeah and it was like that's ooh, nice it's i was a nice commodity it was sick it was like a little apartment yeah and then i got an apartment about the same size uh like a year ago so perfect yeah it's um, just like home but it was just like, like the road i guess whoever we were touring with like merch guy the photographer whatever and then me sky and ryan and i would always just hear sky like giggling behind me just making songs yeah just doing something and i was just like he's probably making a song and then he'd like crawl up like over the seats grab the aux cord and plug it in and just play the most fucked up thing you've ever heard in your life yeah what kind of so- like what were they just weird software instruments of just nonsense like oh yeah yeah just anything that was loaded up in garage band pretty much i can yeah. only imagine that's what i used to do in like seventh grade yeah <laughs> i remember same though yeah, yeah i remember yeah i had like a study hall and there was like mac computers that had mm-hmm. garage band on them and i would just fuck around Keyboard oh, so you, drums. We used to do that on Fruity Loops on his old computer. Wow, Fruity Loops. Yeah. I remember discovering Fruity Loops in like 2010 and being like, this is crazy. And it was free. Yeah. That was nuts. For anybody that doesn't know, Fruity Loops was a music production software that's now like respected. And now like like major like hip hop producers use it, which it makes, I think is crazy because like back in the day, it felt like kind of a joke. Oh, it, I 100% was. Yeah. Like we it were using free it. open source <laughs> Uh, uh, music production software, but it was super fun because it was easy. Yeah. But then people started making sick shit on it, and then it became this like respected music production software, which I still think is nuts. Yeah, we would um, sit there and like use like the laptop mic from like 2006, and just like uh, our friend would like play like one chug, and then we would just sit there and like program drugs, drugs, program, <laughs> program drugs. drugs. Yeah, that's a, that'd be that's a cool band name or an album name. Program drugs for like a new metal band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sell it. Perfect. You know, I'll make yeah. some money. Off we should it. just start a new battle band right now. Yeah, let's go. All right, I'm in. Yeah. Can I be Fred Durst? 
Uh, can we both be Fred Durst? We can both be Fred Durst. Okay, too. cool. Pat Walker's going to love that one. Yeah. He loves Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we would just sit there, make breakdowns, like, and that's all we would do. Then we would walk to uh, – he lived like by uh, – like a, what can I think of this? Burger King. There it is. He, uh, we would just walk there. He would be the only one that would buy food because he had, I think, a job back then. I don't know. But he had, like, some random money. And then, like, me and... Uh, Did the rest of you not have jobs? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. We were How like, old were you? I think I was, like, 17. I oh, definitely okay. should have had a job. Eh. But, like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you were out doing hood rat shit with your friends. Having oh, yeah. fun. Walking to... Uh, That's like, one of the... Honestly, one of the biggest... I don't know if I would call it a regret, but something I think about a lot is that I started working at 14, mm-hmm. like as soon as I could, and I just worked forever. Like I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything extracurricular in high school um, because I chose to have a job instead. I think about it all the time. I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? I don't know. There's good and bad things about it. You yeah. learn the work ethic and everything. And you learn some real life lessons and shit from like actually having like a real job. Um, but at the same time, like, I wish I would have just like, you know, tried to do something else. <laughs> Actually, the first the first time I ever smoked weed was the first day uh, that I ever uh, no call, no showed my first job. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. CVS, baby. Yeah. yeah. No call, no showed CVS. Yeah. Because and they you got high. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was that was a fucking how day. old are you uh, like 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So like a long time ago, literally almost half my life ago. Wow. Wow. I want to die. <laughs> that is crazy oh, to think no. about. Um, yeah. How old are you? 29? Turning 29, yeah. Turning 29. Yeah. You're good, bro. Yeah. Your life is just beginning. Sure. I was, I've been talking about this lately about how like I'm like looking forward to 30. I, God, teach me how to do that. <laughs> well, dude, here's my <laughs> philosophy on it is I, I just feel like your 20s comes with so much bullshit. There's so much insecurity. There's so much um, like having to perform, you know, like a, for, and, and kind of figure out who you are and where you fit into the world and what you're trying to do. And then like by 30, I feel like you're like, I'm good. Like I know who my friends are. I know what I like and like I'm just set in my ways. I don't need this bullshit. I don't need to go out all the time. I'm just good, and I'm like I'm ready for that. I feel like you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean when you put it like that, that makes sense. Yeah, you know? like I uh, definitely. I feel like the pandemic just like rushed me up. You know what I mean? And oh, now it's just like I'm like I feel like I'm 30 already, so I might as well just be. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. I feel like like that when you think about it like that for sure, because like the whole uh, like posturing yourself to like l- like be something else yeah. or like look like something else over or, it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I so much time wasted just trying to hang out with my dog yeah i'm just trying to hang out with my cats yeah you got cats two two of them i got one cat he got out uh he's been gone for like a week but he'll be he'll be fine don't worry about it oh no okay cool he gets out all day he's not an outdoor cat but he wants to be cool you know and i respect him (laughs) for trying he's you know he's got perseverance and uh like three summers ago maybe maybe two summers ago he got out and was gone for three weeks and we were like we lost him this this motherfucker's gone (laughs) Um, and then he came back, so he's been gone for a week, so we'll see. Um, well, please text me when he gets back. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> I will. So you got two cats. Yeah. Um, you like them. Oh, I love them. Yeah, cool. That's love good. them. Turnip and minnow. Turnip. Yeah. I think you told me about this because I remember saying it. Yeah. Back to you. Turnip. I, I hated the names at first. Shout out Hannah. Um, 
my girlfriend. She named him. I she named him, and I hated the name. Well, not so much Minnow. I thought Minnow Did was you dope. at the same time. No, oh, Turnips right. uh, two. I think Minnow's four. Don't tell him. I don't know their birthdays or ages, but uh, I don't know how old my cat is. I do do know his birthday is four twenty. Um, that's dope, and that's just easy to remember. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, because I because wanted... I smoke weed, Craig. <laughs> That I, was the joke. Yeah. Well, I don't smoke weed, and I. You just I, said you no call no showed. Yeah, the one time I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, one out of like six, but, um, yeah, I don't. I have no excuse for how terrible my brain is. It's just, it's just natural. Yeah. You know. Hey, man, it happens. Yeah. You're doing great. Sure. Okay. No, no. Yeah, I'm doing great. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I lost it. We were talking about your cats. Uh, there it is. It's the non-weed. It's the non-weed that I smoke doing this. Yeah, it's frying your brain. Yeah, if you gotta start smoking more weed. It'll fix you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they. That's what they say. Hey, I'll try anything at this point. Yeah, for, for um, that dog shit. Yeah, but um, I wanted to name him like Kyle. <laughs> or like I'm Dan. all about it. I'm all about naming pets like actual names. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, you should just name it Greg. Yeah, uh, the, just uh, name it your own name. I mean, he's an orange cat. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Greg. Makes sense. It's me, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, we both, you know, shit in a litter box. You we, shit in a litter we, box. We eat kibble, you know, yeah. both of us. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool that Hannah has you litter trained. Yeah. I mean, it took her a while. Yeah. You know, I can I'm, imagine. I'm pretty stubborn. Yeah. You got to fit in the box. Is it a big box? Oh, it's no. the same size box. Oh, it's the same the size cat. box. Yeah. You got to share a litter box. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, that's cool, man. Um, well, besides the, I hope the cats are doing well. No, oh, yeah, they're yeah. they're doing what great. Were we, do you remember what we were talking about right before we started recording? That I was like, wait, we should bring this up later. Because I don't. I don't. Yeah, fuck it. Maybe we'll make it back to it. Maybe. Uh, we we were talking about life. How's life? Yeah, it's all right. You know, I I could complain. I hate like I always, I always say, say. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can't come like oh uh, I can't complain. You know, everything's yeah. fine. It's See, like. I started watching The Sopranos. Well, I finished The Sopranos at this point. I'll probably watch it again. But there was a, and apparently it's a common phrase. But I had never heard it until I watched The Sopranos, where uh, Uncle Junior they ask him how's it going. He goes, Ah, I'd complain, but who'd listen? And I yeah. was like, That's amazing. I'm fucking saying that all the time because it's oh, so yeah. it's it's honest, you know. Fair. Eh, I'd complain, but who'd listen? You know, that's very. It's because I hate, I hate those. You know, and I'm and I'm. You're probably the same way. You're an introverted guy of just like the small talk conversations. That's the other thing I'm fucking over. Oh, you know same. I mean? I'm just like, how's it going? Fine. You know what I mean? Good. It's going. Mm-hmm. I think I mostly same hate shit, because, different day. Yeah, it's mostly what I do at work. Yeah. It's like, yeah, how's it going? Uh, like, oh, good. The weather's good. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just. I want to fucking claw my eyes out. Yeah. Every time I have those conversations. Legitimately. Talking about the weather. The weather sucks out today, though. It's really bad. It's so muggy. I hate it. I hate it so much. I like the from. Like, it was so nice. Like last week, it was like hot, but it was dry. Yeah, I even hate that. I, okay. can't, I can't do hot. I hate it. You like the winter? Are you a winter guy? Love the winter. Really? Yeah. Well, you're a hockey guy, right? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not any of those things. Um, I like um, the fall. Yeah. That's really where I thrive. I think like September. Mm. September is my favorite month of the year, mm. weather-wise. It's usually, I mean, my birthday we're is We're sitting here talking about the weather, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Go on. What my, <laughs> my birthday is the 17th, and it's usually hot. Yeah. And... And by the end of the month, like 13 days later, like it's, it's fall. Yeah. And I'm just pissed off at my mom for giving birth to me that early. I can't believe she did that. I was actually a little bit late, Yeah, but like 
hold on to me a little bit longer. I was yeah. already in there for a few days extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I love fall. Yeah, fall's love the best. Fall. That's sick. So, anyways. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> um, you're managing a coffee shop. Oh yeah. <laughs> you don't look excited about it. The money is good, and that's what I've been saying ever that's since. What we all say, bud. That's what it's all about. Yep. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yep. It has to be right. Mm. Um. Yeah, that was just. We're all just trying to get through this, right? Yeah. It, it's like, I just look at it, which it could be like a really dystopian, horrible way of looking at life at this point. I love point. where this is going. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> but like, I just got to do it for the money yeah. and try and not go crazy. Uh-huh. You know? That's what most of us are trying to do, man. And it's fucked. I think that's normal. I I think it's normal and I think it's fucked that it's normal. I agree. It's, but it's, we're all doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. The grass is always greener, right? Mm. Grass always gr- looks greener on the other side, but uh, oh, yeah. it's not, you know. Uh, I work a nine-to-five office job. I'm working my Monday through Friday. and just get my two days off, Saturday and Sunday. Do it all over again. Yep. And then it's like, woo, weekend. And then we're back on Monday, and it's like, I hate my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, almost the weekend. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. And we're just I, all doing it. Uh, me and Hannah have had like multiple conversations like about this specifically. Cause like, I mean like we're both like pretty like in the grand scheme of things, like I manage coffee shop, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You know, like I love yeah. coffee Yeah, and the things that come along with it, like whatever. I love coffee, but you know, like, and like she paints for a living. So like we're both like in like good positions yeah. with like our jobs and everything. But like, Oh, things could be so much better in this world. <laughs> yeah, totally. They can. They sure can. And I've gotten into it before. Did you watch uh, the Bo Burnham special? Uh, oh, did I watch it? I cried. Yeah, of course. It sent me into a depressive episode for a few days. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was like, I'm glad, you know, whew, man, that gave me some perspective and it was extremely relatable. Oh, yeah. Just the amount of like disassociating he does in it. You know what I mean? Of just like where he's just staring off. I love the part where he's just laying his head on his pillow and the microphone's just sitting there. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, Hey, maybe it wasn't a good idea to just like sell our souls to the digit people running the digital mm-hmm. world. And like the, the little rant he goes on uh, there about social media. And I'm just like, so good, dude. So good. Yeah. Definitely makes people think about shit that they probably don't want to think about, but should think about. And the, the worst part of that whole special for me is that like that's all i think about yeah same. it's like all the stuff I which think is about why already. it was like i'm so happy it exists mm-hmm. because it is like it was like oh my god like this dude <laughs> understands and everybody who's talking about it understands i learned it uh there was a term on there you talked about which was derealization oh yeah and i ended up looking into that and i'm like oh wow that there's a word for it hmm. isn't that always fun yeah, we I, just, I just keep finding new words that I'm like, oh, I'm that too. I, I experience that all the time. Uh-huh. There's a oh, word yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, looking for that word a lot, like when, like that tour I was talking about, yeah. like uh, before, like just derealization for like a month straight. Yeah, absolutely awful. Yeah, and I forgot I, what the actual definition of it is, but I looked it up the other day. It's like it feels, at least to me, it feels like you're playing a video game in your own body in real life but you don't think it's real life that sounds pretty accurate let's see derealization is the alteration in the perception of the external world causing sufferers to perceive it as unreal distant distorted or falsified yeah that's a pretty good description greg 
Um, yeah, for real. I'm just kind of like, yeah, feeling like you're the character, like you're playing a video game, like externally. You yep. know what I mean? Like you're the external controller of you in this like world that is not real. Mm. It's just like, what are, what, how, how am I the only one that knows that this is a game kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. just awful. I remember like I was going to like therapy like once a week mm-hmm. and like I had to like call off of my job that I just got, which was spot. So that's how long I've been there. Yeah. Um, and I was just like driving there just like gripping the steering wheel like just trying not to freak out yeah i was on the road yeah it's terrible been there, been there uh i took a mental health day from work Hell which yeah. i like is the second time i've ever done that doing that tomorrow saw an opportunity i looked at my schedule and saw it was open and i was like i'm not fucking doing this tomorrow Hell I'm yeah not working <laughs> I, I, I did that like three weeks from now like i took like three days off in a yeah row. you got to man it's 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 tough and i'm glad i work at a place that's like cool with that kind of thing you know hmm. um i have a very my my boss is super cool dude and uh very understanding so i was just like hey man i don't have anything scheduled tomorrow can i take a mental health day he was like of course man whenever you need and that's sick like, that's great to hear you know because uh working for the man is fucking draining <laughs> yeah i bet yeah it sucks. Yeah, I got no idea what that world's about. Like, I've just like yeah. I remember you hit me up, uh, and we're like, "Hey, man, <laughs> do you think you can give me a room?" I'm like, "Greg, I would never do that to you, but yeah." Oh, and I shit, appreciate I it. Totally, just like I usually don't say the name of my work on here. Just bleep it out. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Or I'll just leave it in. Yeah, nobody's gonna fucking hear it. There's like 20 people that listen to this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's I, I'm glad that. I steered you in the right direction because I'm like, dude, honestly, you would fucking hate this job. Because yeah. it is. It's it's uh it's mind numbing and I, I mean in the position I'm in now is fine, but basically anywhere that you're gonna start is gonna suck. That's yeah. how that place is, you know. And uh any place like that just is fucking especially if you're a person who uh I don't even know, mentally struggles at all. Yeah, I remember you told me like you're just like creative like like, yeah, like you're creative and like I remembered something we were talking about off of you saying go that. ahead Lexapro I don't think that was what we were trying to get back onto <laughs> but we were talking about it yeah and uh, that's dude I you know what's crazy is like I did I never had like I've always had anxiety and you know depression but I always was able to like manage it you know it was like very periodically would have episodes you know and that was basically it Getting into a nine to five office job, dude, it just, my mental health just depleted. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, I'm having anxiety all day, every day. And I'm having depressed, depressive episodes every fucking night of the week. And that was when I, you know, just started to completely derail and, uh, you know, had some very bad moments that had to get myself on Lexapro. And then that's when, you know, and then Lexapro just kills your libido and kills your creativity. Mm. And, uh, but it did, you know, do wondrous things for my anxiety for a little bit uh but yeah and uh that was probably at that point where i was just like dude i don't i was just existing i was just waking up just to wait till i fell back asleep yeah that's not a fun way to live yeah it's and like i i don't know i struggle with like like being i've never been on like medicine like that yeah but uh i mean like especially like my therapist now he's just like he's not trying to get me on it, but he's just like giving me like the information about it sure. and everything. And I'm just like, 
I don't know. Like, cause like I, like even from what you said, like it's, it's the same stuff that like I heard before, like we're like, you know, it's great for a while. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like I'm sure it works wonders for some it does. people. It, dude, the thing is for me, it was like, I was at a point where I was like, I don't know what else to do. You know what I mean? Like it was like, I am felt at a point felt, um, you know, a danger to myself at certain points that it was just like, I need something quick. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. And it was just like, so my primary doctor just like, gave, you know, prescribed like a very small dosage. And I got on that and then I had to up it cause it wasn't enough. And then once I upped it, I was like good for a little bit, you know, mm. and then I started going to therapy and, uh, my therapist put it into very good terms. And this is what I tell everybody about medication is that he's like, medication is just kind of helps clear the cobwebs. You know, he's like, if you're, if your mental psyche is an addict, you know, the, the medication helps clear the cobwebs so that you can start sifting through the boxes. That's a good way to put it. Start figuring out what the fuck is going on. That's a very, you know what I mean? And that's basically what I did. And as I started to sift through the shit and work through it, you know, then I weeded myself off of, the medication because I didn't really need it anymore. And I felt it was just doing more harm than good at that point. And then when I got off of it, I felt great. Yeah. And I still, you know, struggle. I mean, I've been as, I mean, I talked about it in the last episode that I just have been about a bit of a depressive spiral, but I have, what I notice about it is that I have more control over it. And like, I'm doing better on when those things happen than I ever have and not on medication. And that's just like through what I've learned through my experiences and through therapy and things like that. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like my therapist now, shout out Hassan, you know, what is it? Hassan. Hassan. Yeah. Fucking sweet. Fucking awesome. Shout out Hassan. Great guy. Yeah. His um, name is Glenn. I thought you said his last name was Glenn and I'm like, no, mine's name is yeah. Glenn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Shout out Glenn. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a, he, I don't know what kind of wizardry he's pulling, <laughs> but like he is pulling things like out of my, like, mental like yeah like attic i guess to use that same thing that like it is just crazy i didn't even think about these things before like the reasons why like i do some things or like you know like how horribly the catholic church fucked me up as a kid you know like all that (laughs) stuff (laughs) oh you were one of those kids too oh yeah 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 Yeah. oh yeah i could go on for hours about the catholic church oh man yeah i went to catholic school for three years and that was that was enough for me um i think it was nine for me weird Oh, no, damn. Yeah. Basically all your childhood, probably. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I had one year left. Like, eighth grade was, like, the last year I was supposed to be at Blessed Sacrament uh, not high school, uh, like, middle school or Sounds whatever like it was a horrible called. horrible place. Oh. Oh, you know it. Yeah. Um, And I was just like, nah, I'm good. And I just, like, pieced it to, like, uh, like public school. Yeah. For last year. Good. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I did that. I, I went to public school. So I went to Buffalo Public School till through first grade uh and then went to catholic school and then went moved to west Seneca, went to public school there and uh glad i did i don't know if i would have made it through like the full catholic school ride with which two of my brothers did or actually only one i actually one of my brothers did which is kind of nuts to think about only one of my brothers did the whole catholic school thing and he seems fine i yeah. think i don't know i mean my sister did it i mean like they, we all went to like public high school but like my brother and sister both graduated from that school and like, yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't do it. And then like, I went through that like weird phase, like through high school where I was like, Oh, like I definitely believe in God for today's a sick band. You know? <laughs> Yo, dude, <laughs> that's so fucking funny. You just said that because I was the exact same way. Uh-huh. I started like hanging out with kids. Um, when I was like 14, I was hanging out with 
I was, you know, I was like a, going into freshman year in high school and I was hanging out with kids who were like seniors in high school or just graduated from high school. Um, and just for the fact that they were older than me and I just thought they were cool. And now I'm still friends with some of them. So, um, one of them owes me a lot of money, uh, <laughs> but they were these Christian kids that were into like Christian hardcore and played in like a Christian hardcore band. And, uh, I just hung out with them all the time and that's, and I got like super into like that. For a very for maybe like a summer. Oh yeah, got very yeah for today, dude. Oh, for today, like that impending band. doom. Yeah, that band's still sick yeah. though. For today is. Like, I, lo- I thought for today was sick. I haven't listened to them in a long time, so I don't know. I don't even really remember what they sounded like, but yeah, the I same- remember very liking them a lot. I think I saw them at X Wheels. Oh, you definitely saw them at X Wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw them at X Wheels like three times. Yeah. Although I don't really remember like who I saw it was that was just the place where like you went, but like yeah. I definitely saw four today there like saw a lot of sick shows at X Wheels, and I was like 13, 14 years mm-hmm. old. It was dope. Yeah, but like fucking like I I went through that weird phase where like I was like going to like Sunday school when I was in public school yep. and blah blah. blah. I yep. was two weeks away. Yeah, two weeks away from making my confirmation. I was just like, nah, fuck this. Nice. And that was it. Good. I did it, and then I stopped going to church. Nah, I good. got my confirmation. I was like, fucking. <laughs> out of here i really should have just done it because that was so much money just waiting to be given to me yeah for like doing it because for some reason when you graduate catholic class <laughs> you, you get like a large sum of money yeah uh i don't know if i did for my confirmation first communion i did which i thought was what a crazy thing oh yeah eight years old and i just was given like a grand yeah from my entire i mean now i have a giant family so that's one of the perks is that you just get a bunch of money for stupid shit that you don't even know what's going on (laughs) um i just ate a man alive i think and now they're like here's some money for it you drank his blood (laughs) yeah did you drink his blood yeah okay here's 20 bucks yeah thanks grandma i'm gonna go buy a ps2 (laughs) uh and that is what i bought with my first community money was ps2 fucking dope Um, so there were some perks (laughs) (laughs) uh fucking crazy though what a weird thing religion is oh my god dude anytime i see like now like as an adult looking at like children making their like first communions i'm like that's such a weird thing to do Mm -hmm. to a child it's it's just like and again i can go on for hours about this like me and hannah again like she's the only person i've seen the past like year like we've talked like a lot about this stuff and like the fact that like i was taught from like such a young age that like I'm going to eat this body and drink this blood. And that's normal. Yeah. It's an absolutely normal thing. Yeah. Just never question it. No. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, cool. And then like though, I mean the only thing that I thought was like, I get to drink wine. Cool. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Cause that's all you can process as an eight year old kid. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, don't drink this unless you're drinking it when you walk up there. And yeah. it's like, Oh, that's like not called like at all. Like, you know? Yeah. To me. So strange. <laughs> I don't really, that's funny that, um, you connect that with like childhood trauma thing. Cause I guess I'd never really even thought about what the Catholic church might've fucking. Yeah. I and know. I mean, I'm sure it's not like that for everyone, yeah. you know? Cause like there's obviously some people, I that... guess I must've not, I mean, I wasn't really that involved in it. You know, I went to from second to fifth grade. I was there. So I, I guess it was very short lived for me. So oh, yeah. I didn't really, I mean, head altar boy, you know, like whatever. Like, I, I was guess... an altar boy. Yeah. Yeah. Were you the head altar boy though? No, my brother, I think my brother was, my brother won some award for like altar boy of the year or some shit. <laughs> we had to go to the convention center downtown. Like the Bishop was there. It's like winning an award for it. So weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Like everything to do with it is just so weird to me, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, I liked ringing the bells though. Oh, the bells were sick. That was the best part of being an altar boy. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> I used to love like I don't know why, but like we had this like uh like thing with like the chalice and like the thing filled with uh like wine and yeah. like the the little bodies of oh Christ, uh-huh. you know, and, <laughs> bodies of oh Christ, yeah. <laughs> like taking that and you would have to like like take it and like walk it up and like you would go right up to the altar and mm-hmm. I think that's like when I was just like yeah I need to perform because I love being in front of people right oh, doing this interesting one yeah, yeah maybe it, I bet I experienced something similar yeah I do think about that a lot how uh my entire life I just wanted to perform I just mm. was always an attention hungry person and maybe that's being like the second youngest of six kids but um I was just like hey look at me I just was like that all the time oh yeah yeah yeah, I don't know, like, what it was with me. I, like, I mean, I'm the middle child, so, like, maybe that's it. Same kind of yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I, like, there's middle child syndrome, and it's like, I don't, but second youngest syndrome isn't really, I don't know what, how that, I feel like it's just whatever middle child syndrome is, but maybe a little worse. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you got, like, so many more after you. Right, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think, like, I mean, I've admitted this to enough people. Um the first time I ever like sang or screamed like ever in my life was, uh, I bought, uh, his last walk by bless the fall. Okay. And I, I would put it in like the, the six CD changer we yep. had. How old but, are you? Uh, like 12. Okay. Maybe I'm probably older than that. I don't know. Somewhere around there too young to be doing this. Sure. And I, uh, I would put it in like the CD changer. I would be the only one home. I got home before like anybody else did. My mom came home a half hour after I got home. So every day before she would show back up, like back home after work, I would blast this and just like sing and scream along to it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, without it, I don't know, literally don't know where I would be. That's an interesting, that's a good origin story. But like how fucking cringy. Uh, I mean, dude, for me, it was. I th- probably uh, the young and the hopeless by good Charlotte. Mm, I was like one. seven and I just had a little boom box and I would sit in my basement, just sit in front of it and just sing mm. along to every song. I knew every word. I still do. I know that's o- that might be one of the only albums that if you put it on, I know what song's coming next. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And like, I can know every single word. To every I, song. It never leaves you. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. I revisited that album recently for the first time in a few years and it's still fucking bangs, dude. And I think about it. I'm like, wow, seven year old Aiden knew what was up. Like yeah. that. I was able to recognize something in that that I'm like, I really like this. And to this day, I'm like, this album's a masterpiece. And then you found Blink-182 and it fucked it all up. All right. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Uh, I got to throw my jabs in while I can get them. All right. You know. yeah, what's funny is I didn't really get. So like I knew I didn't really get into like Blink albums until much later. I was like, I knew the songs, you know, I oh, was, yeah. you know what? I was a big uh, now. That's what I call music. You know what I'm talking about? Did you ever have those CDs? It's good to finally admit it. Yeah. 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 That was my thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would just like people would just I just liked music. You know what I mean? And that's as a child, that's all anybody knew about me was that I liked music. So they're like, here's now that's what I call music. These are all the popular songs out right now. I and I like just had all of them. Avril Lavigne. Yeah. CeeLo so that's Green. how I discovered a lot of my shit. So that, I, you know, that's probably like whatever blink songs were on those are what I listened to probably. Um, you could have stopped there. No, but then <laughs> self-titled came out in 2003. Um, and that was the album that I was like, which is going to be crazy because even Blink fans would shit on me for that. Be like, really? That was the one? Um, <laughs> because a lot of like early Blink heads, like that was where that fell off for them because that's where they became like a pop band. Yeah. Which that's what I liked. I liked yeah. pop music. I've always liked pop music. You know, I will I will say 
and I, I've admitted this before, that I don't mind Blink-182 at this point in my life because I hate Machine Gun Kelly so much. Okay. okay. Stop. I can't. I also, it's so bad. Hold on. It's no. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this. Listen, I also hate Machine Gun Kelly until that album mm-hmm. came out, and then mm-hmm. I was like, this is hard. I honestly would rather him be a white rapper. Nope. Disagree. I hated him up until I hated his guts, and then I would get uh, an MGK tattoo. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, I'm holding you to that. <laughs> oh, no, you're I, getting I, that I would tattoo. I'm never get an MGK tattoo. But I think, uh, dude, that I've never seen an album divide people so much than Tickets to My Downfall. I think it's fucking sick. I think the songs are really well done on it. Um, I jam out to it. That it, my bloody Valentine song is fucking dude. They're catchy. just that's what I'm saying. They're just catchy songs that Travis Barker plays drums on, and that's what I like. That Travis Barker wrote. They're blank. They're blank songs. They that, are blank songs. Yeah, yeah, they're blank songs that yeah. Machine Gun. Well, that's what's over. cool right now. Too, there's a yeah. bunch of other artists that are following suit. I I I respect the fact that he is chasing the bag. You know, he's he's ch- he chased it and he grabbed it, yep. and it just keeps on making more money. Yeah, and I respect that. But that's I, that is like it. the hottest thing right now is the. Whoever Travis Barker's producing is who's blown up. Yeah, that Willow song's good. Yeah. You hear that? Yeah, I think so. It's really good. Um, I, I forget what it's called, but it's good. Me too. I just, I mean, it shows up on anything he's on. It shows up on my release radar because I love all that shit. But uh, that Kenny Hoopla song. Uh, I don't think I've heard that. Uh, is that the one? With, no, that's Hollywood nothing nowhere. Hollywood Sucks is the name of the song. And, I and it, it literally is just, it sounds like a song, like it literally rips off riffs from Dude Ranch by Blickley 2. But... <laughs> Uh, Travis plays drums on it and it's such a fucking sick song and it's like one of the biggest songs out and uh, yeah that whole little niche world that exists of these like little blink inspired like pop rapper dudes it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's great I love it it's so sick oh see I do love it I think it's great Uh, I mean like I don't want to shit on it too I like but I'm like the opposite I'm the worst hipster of all time because I like shit like that's popular yeah you know what I mean like I think that and I think that might make me the best hipster of all time maybe yeah yeah I'll take it yeah if you hate shit that's popular yeah yeah see I like no one you know what I mean I'm like oh a bunch of people like this right now why and then go into it and try to find why it's cool. Yeah. You know, and then I'm like, oh, okay, that's why it's cool. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know. I, like, I liked the songs by, Blink, like, Blink-182, like, like those, like, you know, I'm not even going to try to name them because I, like, I just know them, um, but I don't know the fucking names. Still. You can't name a, a Blink song that you like? Uh, what's... What's my age again? I was going to say name, so thank you for doing that. Yeah. It's not name. You thought it's what's my name again? Yeah. Sh- uh, yeah. Nobody likes you when you're 23? Yeah, that one. Yeah, what's my age again? Because uh, his age is 23. That was name. Nope. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, at least you know I'm not faking it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, What's My Age Again is a great song. Yeah. It is It is yeah. an objectively good song. Yeah. It is very catchy. There's a really good podcast episode of Mark Hoppus was on somebody's podcast and that they do like, it's kind of like Song Exploder, but it's like just for like punk songs. And they did What's My Age Again, and he like explains the whole process of how that song got written. It's a super fucking cool thing, but... Um, yeah, man. I mean, that's just what I grew up on. And I really just, that's, that's my style of shit that I like. But, uh, I mean, dude, I miss you. 
by Blink. Now I know that's like the most like memes song right now. And every time they there's a popular shirt that got sold that's just like the lyrics, but it's like how Tom pronounces it. Oh, is that like the where yeah yeah that one yeah yeah. yeah. So like everybody shits on that song, but like that was when that song came out. That was my favorite song. I was eight years old. You know what song that was for me? Was that Untitled? I think it was like what Simple Plan. Yeah, yeah, like the one with the car crash video. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Simple Plan. I do anything is one of the best pop songs ever written. Yeah, that song is insane. Um, they do the part at the end where, um, they do the crazy. It's like a, a mellow. It's a very Blink inspired bridge. Mark Hoppus actually sings on the bridge of the song. Of course, yeah. But the bridge like cuts out and it's like this little breakdown part, and then it there's a snare roll. Yep. And then it builds up and then it hits the two hits and then it's just vocals of the chorus and then a super high harmony hit and it hits back in super hard and every time that happens I'm like goosebumps. It's nuts, man. Yeah. It's just a very and I, the thing is like I am a fan of commercial pop music like that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Cuz it's just like Yeah. It's it, cuz it's not easy to write. And as much as everybody would argue it is writing something simple that is also very good and at the same time unique is the most challenging thing that you can do oh 100 percent. and yeah. like those that's why i like i love that shit because like i love hearing how they you know what i mean it's like oh my god that's so simple like that's such a simple thing how the fuck did you come up with that oh it's like writing every, a good simple song is the hardest thing you can do oh yeah it's like every song from like 2000 on yeah you know like all those like like were in nhl 2002 yep. songs uh-huh. you know like that's my shit yeah super yeah. simple late 90s early 2000s every every song that was on the billboard in those times was oh, yeah. my favorite it's just it was it's a great era mm-hmm. and i'm i mean like i still like music that comes out now but like i find myself being like the almost 30 year old guy yep. who like will just sit there and listen to like bring me your love by city and color and be like this this is a great album mm-hmm. and this is the only one i'm gonna listen to yeah. for the rest yeah. of my see, life see i try i was like that you know what I mean? Like in high school, I was like that where I was like any like pop singer. I was like, this is trash. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't something like punk or heavy or whatever, like I wasn't about it. thought it was dumb. And then I just got over that and was just like tried to find a way to appreciate from just like an artist's perspective, from a writer's perspective of like from a, you know, anybody who's a creative, it's like, okay, what were they trying to accomplish here and how did they do it and try to view it from that perspective. And it's like, and if you look at it like that, you can appreciate anything. No, you know, and that's now I'm like a huge fucking Justin Bieber fan. You know, I was just, I was thinking of peaches. Justin Bieber's album. And I might've talked about this on the podcast, but I've been telling everybody because I'm stoked about it. The album was co-written by a dude named John Bellion who, Yeah, he's like my favorite dude ever and has been for a long time. I uh, got into him late high school. He just was like putting out like free mixtapes on like Datpiff or some like crazy like mixtape download site. Mm. Um, And I just was obsessed with that dude. Like I went to go see him in Toronto when I was 19 and there was like 100 people there and I got to meet him and he was like nobody, you know, and like I – this is my one story, my one hipster story of I knew him before he was cool. You know, I don't have that with anybody else. Oh, yeah. John Bellion is my guy. So, like, that's my I, – I saw him play for 100 people and nobody was there. And then I met him after and he was super cool. And now he wrote Justin Bieber's album. You know? That's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, like, it's wild. It's, like, uh, we saw – we were going to uh, see this band that we knew from Columbus called Come Wind. 
and they were super cool um just like one of those like atmospheric like like post rocky yeah like post rocky yeah. type bands i love that shit and they were opening for it was really aggressive of me to say but i do <laughs> they were opening at mohawk place for 21 pilots wow yeah and we were there and we watched it i'm like oh this band's cool like the yeah. dude jumped over piano and then two years later they're it, the biggest fucking man dude what's <sighs> i loved 21 pilots when they first came out i really did they're cool. not afraid to admit that and they because they get the most shit now um but their first dude even the blurry face album which was like their first like mainstream release i mean the album before that kind of was too the album before that is what they blew up on and the album after that was the um first mainstream release but dude like i thought they were the fucking it was just so such a cool new thing you know what i mean it was like just these two dudes and it's all mostly backing tracks but i thought it was cool that the dude talked about like his mental health struggles yeah and it was like mainstream pop songs it's like dude this is not a thing like that was not a thing uh, up until that at least and not that i had heard like i didn't hear oh, any yeah. songs on the radio talking about your anxiety you know so like for me i was like i could connect with it i was like this is cool and i you know it combines like hip-hop and punk stuff and i'm all about it and then i saw them live at canal side uh and the show was amazing they put on a great performance but their fans scare the fucking shit out of me <laughs> like just like i'm like who are you people you know, just like they're all dressing up like him. Zoomies workers. And oh, is that who they are? Yeah, just Zoomies workers. Bummer. Yeah. You hate to see it. I mean, I say that as a former Zoomies worker. Right. Yeah. 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 Zoomies workers. That's such an uh, interesting breed of people. Yeah, you're fucking telling me. Yeah. I got fired because I, I don't think I was a good Zoomies worker. I That's think, probably good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God I got fired. Yeah. Zoomies. What a place. I remember like my boss at uh, Journeys fired me. I just did so good in retail. Yeah. Um, Fuck retail. Who cares? <laughs> I fucking hate it. It's it's so much worse. Yeah. I worked than, at Best Buy for a while. Oh. Yeah. God. And she like, she fired me and she's like, I'm doing this as a favor. And I like was so pissed off. And like years down the line, I'm like, thank fucking God. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for getting me out of there. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. 21 Pods is sick. I'll, yeah, I mean, like, I haven't listened to them since. I mean, I, everything they've come out with in the past, like, three or four years, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. But their first two albums I really enjoyed, and uh, everybody shits all over them, and that's one band that I'm just like, dude, I fucking thought that band was cool, and everybody shit <laughs> all over it, you know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of bands. Like, I mean, I love the front bottoms, too, and everybody fucking shits on that band. Although, again, I haven't listened to anything they put out. Actually, I thought their last album was pretty good, but the album before that was not a fan of. But uh, their early shit, like, when I first heard that, I was like, this is so... But it's all... It's Blink-inspired. It's so blink really too inspired like, folk punk shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're not... I don't know. I mean, although my friends who are Blink fans also hate them, but... I don't know. The front the front bottoms are, are very acquired taste, I think. Uh, that's like, a good way to put it. Yeah. I just feel like so many, like, I don't know. I'm just like, it, 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 that's one band that has really thrown me into a world. Be like, are you are you not hearing what I'm hearing? Because even people like who like I know like the same shit that I like hate them. And I'm just like, I don't, are my, are my ears broken? Are your ears broken? Is this just not going to work out? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote. That, my ears are broken. That your ears are broken. Okay. Yeah. I really fucking like that band, dude. I don't know. I, I just can't get into it. Yeah. I don't know. I always kind of liked the acoustic folk punk thing. It was a very underground thing. For There was a dude, uh, uh, Johnny Hobo and the Freight Trains. Um, super cool, like, raw acoustic punk. It was like, like, it was a band, but he played an acoustic guitar and it had, like, very 
raw punk vocals over it and there was a trumpet player like it was super cool and he was a fucking like diy dude through and through Mm -hmm. um and he was just you know very into like the punk like he was fully a punk dude you know what i mean oh yeah all about the culture and uh so like i really liked shit like that um and i always liked like when punk bands did acoustic versions of their songs that's just like downstrokey really only playing the bass strings and just punk vocals over it so i liked what the front bottoms did like when they first came out i thought i don't know dude that's like i mean their biggest song was twin size mattress and i always thought that sound was so fucking cool um i feel like i i guarantee you because one of my old managers like loves that band and i guarantee you i've heard at least one whole album by that band yeah and i could not tell you a single fucking word yeah at all yeah i just know that i try my hardest to tune it out whenever it comes out. fair i mean i get it like that and that's all it is i think it's the same thing with how people hear tom DeLonge's voice yeah but it's like because it's i you know when you do the where are you you know what i mean like that's not actually what he sounds like that's a very exaggerated version of what he sounds like what he does he's one of the only people that can pull it off you know what i mean it is like it's on the line of being like unlistenable, but I like, I feel like he just does it very well that it's so cool that he does that. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. And yeah. it's probably the same thing for the dude from the front bottoms. It's like, like, he rides the line of like parodying, period, period, parodying. Yeah, there it is. I can, that word's so it's hard. a tough word. Yeah. Yeah. But like himself, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, he, he loves writing that. Yeah. He loves making fun of himself for doing that. I don't know. There's a, on YouTube, there's a whole documentary of them making that album, and when he's like doing that song, like I don't know, dude, like I fucking love that song, and I hate that it's like so, like it's so easy to make fun of because of like the nasal vocals over it. But it's like I don't know, I think that song's fucking sick, and it's a song that only works in the arrangement that it is. I I've been trying to cover that song forever and make it like cool, like like a like very sentimental, like acoustic sounding song, and it's just, you just can't do it. Yeah. It's such a unique song the way it's written, it's fucking nuts. So make fun of it all you want, Greg. I think it's dope. I again, just like the Catholic Church, I could talk about this four hours. So sure. you should just cut me off. Was there was there somebody uh that really likes Blake Way too that you hated? Not that I hated, but like my brother growing up, like Uh-oh. he would just play like the three songs, you know, like the 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 hits. Yeah, the hits, and yeah. then it was like Fifty Cent, um, Kanye love West. Cent. Love Kanye West. The same, okay. but for some reason those stuck. And Blink <laughs> but didn't. Blake did not. Oh yeah, wow. like old Kanye West. Fuck yeah. Kanye West now, but like, um, I mean, his personality, yes. Uh, I don't even like that. Like the last few albums he's come out. Life with. of Pablo, dude, that album's fucking nuts. Life of Pablo was 2016. That album is insane. It's insanely good. It actually, this is an extremely controversial opinion, is my favorite work that Kanye has ever. Wow. Played. Yes, I think that uh, album the last one I liked nuts. was Jesus. Jesus was dope. I actually hated Jesus when it first came out, but uh, a lot of Kanye albums I hated when they first came out because like I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. that's what he did he put out an album of just like shit that was just like you like the world was not ready for whatever he was about to put out and then when it came out i was like i didn't like it and then like uh six months later i'd go back and revisit it and be like this is a masterpiece oh dude that's like what was it 808 and heartbreaks yeah was that one i yeah. fucking hated that album yeah. when it came out i was so pissed off because it right. was like what like directly after like uh late registration yeah which was 
Late Registration was probably his most commercially successful album. An incredible album. Yeah, just like single after single after single. All these music videos. Um, tons of radio play. Uh, yeah, out of his world. And then he comes, yeah, 808s was a very creative break from the mainstream pop stuff. I mean, you still had like Heartless and everything like that, but um, I, I love that album. And then Dark Twisted Fantasy. Dark Twisted Fantasy, I always said was my favorite. Um, I think the song Runaway is the fucking coolest single of all time. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, Yeezus was after that, which I fucking hated at first, and now I love. Blood on the Leaves is one of my favorite songs. Uh, dude, Life of Pablo, though, man. I'll uh, give it a shot. I'll give it another shot. Dude, uh, Waves is an insane song. Um, the one with Chance the Rapper. Uh, Ultra Light Beam, dude. That song is insane. It's like a gospel song. It's fucking out of this I, world. You know what? I've heard that one. And I, I, you know, maybe I'll listen to it now. I'll tell you, I'll listen to it now. I listened to it like while we were on tour, yeah. probably in 2016. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, dude, it's so hype. It's so positive. Oh, uh, no more parties in LA with Kendrick Lamar. That song is out of this world, dude. Father Stretch My Hands part two. Bro, there, there's so many bangers on that album. It is insane. And I go to, I, I would go to hell and back for that to defend that album. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it another shot. All right, good. I'll let you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, um, anyways, yeah, my brother, like, it was just, like, some of the music he listened to, I couldn't fucking stand, and then other stuff, like Kanye West and, like, 50 Cent, like, stuck. Yeah. But it was, like, uh, those blank tracks. He just played them, played them, played them, and right. he had, like, a friend that, like, loved, like, terror and, like, hardcore bands from back then and yeah. everything, and, like, he would listen to that, and, like, that stuck, and it was literally only like Blink-182 that just didn't stick. Yeah. And I was like, I just, I don't know. Like I said, yeah. I don't I mind mean, them anymore. It. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. That is funny. I mean, I feel like a lot of, there's, <laughs> you're probably not in the minority of guys who grew up listening to hardcore music that also are people who hate Blink-182. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty a pretty common thing. It's probably something to do with all the toxic masculinity growing up, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because they were literally again, they were a pop band. They were dudes uh, singing like love songs and then like songs about their dicks. Yeah, and just like and yeah, it's, and it was just the same. You know, it's bar chord like you know the the T shape power chords mm-hmm. and the the octave chords and um, you know, it, it all sounds the same probably yeah to yeah so i get it but yeah. you're wrong and that's all I, gotta say. <laughs> I honestly do think like like i said though like it's got to be something to do with like the perception of like not being gay growing up you yeah. know like especially when i did at least like yeah. i know we're around the same age yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. i also grew up with five brothers so yeah yeah so it's like it's a very big thing yeah being called like gay growing up was like the worst yeah thing. there's <laughs> it reminds me of the, uh, the office when Michael's like, uh, he's like, when I was growing up, calling somebody gay meant they were lame. You know, <laughs> like he's trying to say like it was a different word, but it was. The, oh, like, yeah. 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 Everything yeah. was gay growing up. And now look at me. Yeah. There's a TikTok of a dude being like <laughs> me, uh, me doing anything when I was 10 years old. It was just him going, oh, this is really gay. <laughs> it's just like, dude, that was everybody. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, even some dude at hockey the other night, so that was awesome. But yeah, see, uh, it's annoying now. Yeah, pretty and annoying. This, and this kind of goes back to the episode with my cousin Luke that I was talking about, where how we evolve, how the language evolves. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, it's like 
all right, we're not going to start going through people's pasts because they said something was gay in 2005. You know what I mean? But it's like now where we know, you know what I mean? We've evolved past that. Now oh, it's yeah. like, if you're doing it now, it's like, dude, are you serious? Like, well, I mean, like I called everything gay growing right. up and like, we all did. Yeah. Now I'm just the queer guy who runs a coffee shop, just like every other queer guy. And we love that for you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's happy pride by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I actually feel good this year. You know, awesome. Every other year I'm like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't yeah. say anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, now it's just, it's, it's like all that stuff growing up. It's like, I called things gay all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it was yeah. literally textbook just to hide the fact yeah. that I wasn't straight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of homophobia seems to be rooted in, in those kinds of things. Yeah. Homophobia. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like that people have like tried to like reappropriate it by saying things are homophobic. I think that's yeah. funny. Instead of saying something's gay, saying it's homophobic. See, like I've been seeing that on uh, a little bit. Oh yeah, over social media, I'm like that's kind of funny. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and especially like at my work now, like there's like two straight people. Yeah, and like so it's just like a bunch that's, of like that there's only two straight people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very very queer place. Yeah, that's <laughs> rad. It's awesome. Yeah. Like and like, we'll just be back there and we'll just like. Now we'll say like, oh, that's so gay, but yeah. it's like ironically, yeah, and ironically, I'm a hundred percent with that. Yeah, you know what I mean, because I think that's funny, but I also know that some people don't understand. Oh, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I, but like I think that's the funniest fucking thing in the world to like ironically call something gay. You know oh yeah, mean? yeah, because it's like I mean, I I was called that. I was called a lot of other horrible sure. things that I will not say. Dude, I grew up in South Buffalo. You don't gotta fucking tell me. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's just at this point, it's like I'm just like making fun of the people who were just like saying all those things to me at this point. You yeah. Know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're mocking that. It's satirical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which we love. Oh, we love, love satire. satire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm all about it. Yeah. That's the thing I was talking about, uh, with my buddy. I went to Letchworth over the weekend with my buddy and, uh, he was talking about how, you know, old shows we used to watch and stuff and, uh, how actually it was about the office and about how Steve Carell basically said the office couldn't exist today because people are too sensitive. And, but then people responded to that by like saying like always sunny is still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? South, South Park, Park is still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And it's like, dude, it's satire. It's like, there's no reason to get offended by satire because you're not making any marginalized group, the butt of your joke. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you're, mocking people who can't understand that their views on marginalized groups are fucking bullshit oh yeah 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 it's just i mean like even going back to that bo burnham special yeah. which i just can't stop thinking about it. it's yeah, like i want to i gotta rewatch it i watched it once and i was like i watched it the day after a wedding that i did a bunch <laughs> of mushrooms at so i was a little uh out of it so i was not feeling great yeah and i watched it <laughs> it just has made me so <laughs> depressed but i really really enjoyed watching it um but i do want to rewatch it. it was fucking good no yeah but like what, what are you gonna say i believe i was just gonna talk about the boba special yeah because it's fucking it's phenomenal yeah but uh yeah i don't know it, it's like even like thinking about that it's like he was like in that he was saying how he is like realizing so much stuff during like all the stuff that was happening last yeah, year. Of course. While also being like, I realize that this realization like, isn't my like aha moment to like, you know, 
stick stick my hand stick my hand out and be like hear what i have to say Yo, you know? so that's kind of what i was i don't know you you listened to last week's episode right you said you were yes talking, yeah so yeah. that was that's kind of the point that i was making that's what i took away from it was as being the straight fucking white guy i gotta yeah. just shut the fuck up you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. this is not my space to speak and that's what I, that was kind of watching that was like dude he's so right like and that's the whole thing where he says like why do you rich fucking white people have to always view things through the scope of your own self-actualization or something like that. Yeah. And I was just like the, the Sako thing. That was the, the biggest thing to me that I was just like, Oh my God. Like that's so true of just like, you know, oh, with, yeah. with anything, you know, and that's kind of what I was talking about last week was, you know, I don't have a cause, you know? So it's like, so I make these things my cause, but it's like, but they're not my cause. Like in the best way to be an ally, I think is just to shut the fuck up. And just you support it, donate where you can. You know what I mean. And there was a whole. I found a whole. I actually screenshotted all of it. Let me see what I can find here because there, there was a whole Twitter thread about it. Yeah. Why do you rich fucking white people uh, uh, insist on seeing every socio-political conflict through the myopic lens of your own self-actualization? This isn't about you. So either get with it or get out of the fucking way. And someone responded to that and said, "What does this mean? I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, isn't Sako being a dick?" Uh, is it simply try to help without trying to be a better person? Are humans even capable of doing something without the lens of self-actualization? And this person said, no, Sako is saying it isn't the job of the people who are most affected and invested in the conflict to educate those unfamiliar with it. If they want to know more about it, they should do the research themselves and stop asking for oversimplified synopsis of hundreds of years of exploitation because they don't want to read more than a Twitter post. This moment, uh, at the end of them reading the post and then going, oh, I didn't know that. Then moving on to a post about avocados is exactly what Sako is re- <laughs> referencing. Bo also makes a great point in Healing the World with Comedy where he mentions that American white guys have been the center of attention for hundreds of years, so maybe for a small time we should just shut the fuck up and let other people figure stuff out because we don't need to be involved because we can't do that. Uh, because we get bored and want to be the center of attention again. So we insert ourselves into conflicts that have absolutely no need for our input and take over the conversation because it isn't, uh, isn't about it enough. Yes. It's possible to do something without looking at it through the lens of self-actualization. You do something, you have that moment, you shut the fuck up about it. You don't tell every single person you meet. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that's this is how we all need to be as white, like as, as, as speaking for myself, as a straight white person is like, dude, I, I've had it. Like we've had it forever. Oh yeah. And it's like, and now people are doing their thing and you need to let them do their thing and hey. just shut the fuck up and let them do it. It's literally like we've, we've been, we've been the kids like, at like playing like, like kickball in the street. Yeah. And like we've had the ball and we've taken the ball and you know, like just held the ball for years. Yep. Time to give up the ball. Yep. We're time not, to, yeah. Time to have somebody else take the ball home. Exactly. You know? Yep. And you just come back and play when they need people to play. Yep. You know? And I, I, I don't know. It's it's I didn't really even realize that until I watched that special that's too. That's exact same. Exact same. And and that's what made me real and then uh, at the same time, uh you know Michael Che from SNL? Of course. So he came out with a show on HBO called That Damn Michael Che. And it's kind of like a sketch comedy show. And there's a a scene where he gets stuck in an elevator with a white woman who's played by Cecily strong from SNL. Mm -hmm. And she's like, so like uncomfortably trying to prove that she's an ally. You know what I mean? Like keeps bringing up, you know, the whole like 
Black Lives Matter movement and everything to him. And he's just like, dude, I'm just a fucking black guy in an elevator. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so like watching that show was just like, huh? Like, you know, also kind of, uh, uh, realization moment and then the Bo Burnham special on top of it I was just like yeah this makes so much sense oh, yeah. like it, um, and hey. it's something that you know I never I'm not going to fault myself for because it's something I didn't realize you know obviously I'm trying to do the right thing but it's like but that's not what it's about you know what I mean yeah, I mean like, it, it, I don't know you, you can like like I guess like self actualize in a way that like is not entirely harmful yeah like yeah. you can be like oh fuck yeah. I was doing this thing completely wrong all right time to change it right yeah so i don't know it's it's definitely something that like especially like the last year and everything absolutely like learned and like have tried to like get better at yep because like that whole like posting the black square like yeah super you know like cool that everyone was like with it and everything last year but like that's so after that day is when i checked out of social media because like i it was like i didn't know uh you know, everybody was just trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we all watched this horrible thing happen and everybody just felt helpless and was like, what can we possibly do? You know? And so it was just like, all right, post the black square. You know, it was just, everybody did it. And then it was, no, oh, don't post the black square because you're silencing voices. And then, you know, and then it was just became this like crazy chaotic thing. And I was like, I need to fucking just step away from this. Because th- this isn't helping anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it made you realize, like, like shit like that, like, it isn't really helping. Right. You know? Like, what's helping is, like, donating to, like, you know, yeah. like... Yeah, and so that's what I started doing. Other yeah. And then I was and going yeah. out to the protests, you know what I mean? And that's why... I mean, I have the picture up, you know, which is now that I think about it, and I'm like, this, you know... But... It's still, I mean, I see this, the, the, the picture that Mike Silvestri took of the, the protest from last year I have up here. And the reason I do have it and why I wanted it is just because it was so amazing to see the city come together, especially during a risking during a global pandemic Yeah, for everybody to go out and say something needs to fucking be done. You know what I mean? And to, to be part of that was, was a really cool experience. So, and it's a fucking dope picture, but incredible um, picture. Yeah. Shout out Mike. Right. And that's, and that I think is more doing something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the surface level shit to make yourself feel like you're doing the right thing is where. It's oh, for like, sure. Yeah. There's also uh, this guy that I follow. He's uh, the singer of uh, Stick to Your Guns. I don't know. Yeah, if you know. yeah, I fucking love that band, dude. I only know about that band because they did a split with the story so far. Yeah, sick. That's that was I discovered sick them. record yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a uh, like self-proclaimed like Marxist, you know? Hell yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, we, can, we can turn this me, into Greg's comedy my, hour if you want. My uh, you know? my boss calls me Marxy Marx. Yeah, <laughs> That's really good. Because he, like, was, for some reason, he was, like, asking me about my political opinions. Because I had a, I, I have to work on LinkedIn a lot mm. for my job because I do a lot of, like, marketing type stuff. And so my header photo for a while was the pride flag. Uh, it was, like, a stock LinkedIn photo. Like, I, it was blank. I had nothing to choose. So it was, like, a pride flag with the the black power fist thing and i was like all right they'll let people know where i'm at you know even Mm. though i don't belong to any of these fucking groups uh and then i you know had it up for for a while but uh when he saw that he was like asking me just like he was just digging in just to see where i was at politically um because he agrees with a lot of what i was doing but Mm. uh yeah, and then I, you know, let it all out of where I'm at, and he was like, "All right, I'm gonna start calling you Marxy Marx." <laughs> I was like, "Sick." That's, That's a good, so funny. Good nickname. I'll take it. Very. 
Yeah, anyway, but, sorry. Stick to your guns, vocalist. Oh yeah, no, like he's he's a great follow. I highly yeah. suggest following that. Dude. Also, Bo Burnham was obviously a Marxist. Oh, a hundred percent. Everything that he was saying. Yeah, and like, I mean, like again, not to like the self actualization or like whatever, but like once you realize how many things you don't realize, you realize so much yep. more than you ever thought you yeah. would. Yeah, like, and that's exactly what that special did. Like last year, I didn't know the difference between like liberal or like whatever liberal and, and leftist yeah kind of shit, yeah and boy did i learn that quick uh-huh, you know uh-huh. you on tiktok at all oh all, all the time is your tiktok full of like leftist socialists sure that? is yeah, yeah. Same. it's amazing is it, you get the dude who like talks really fast that pours the coffee in the beginning of the videos yep yeah yep. uh do you follow eddie the wrestler dude i don't think so he's like a um his thing's midwestern marks i think um that dude's a fucking genius and i actually learned so much from following him like uh i also subscribe to his youtube channel and follow him on twitter because like oh yeah that dude is knows what's up and uh yeah it's a very very interesting type of but i I was the exact same way through uh through the whole pandemic um just like you know i found myself just pushing myself further further left because it just you know, when you start to exact what you said, like when you start to realize all the systems in place and how they got there and you look at the history of everything that we did to get here, you know, and that's uh, what um, Bo Burnham says in that same thing about uh, uh, like everything we learn in history classes is false because it's all through the lens of like imperialistic yeah. colonialism shit. And uh, uh, what else does he say? Um, you know, basically that like everything we have uh, that we know about like you know western civilization is all stems from genocide you know what i mean like yeah. it all you know so like when you start to realize that it's like you don't really when you start to really understand the history of everything and how we got to where we're at you literally have no choice but to like result in marxism and socialism yeah and, stuff like that, and it's like i i at least for me like i've just realized like how like and i guess it's like a pessimistic way of looking at it but like i'm just one person like i can't change much yep. but like what I can do is like, I don't know. You see like a homeless dude on this, like the street yeah. or whatever, you know, like actually try and fucking help him, yep. you know? And like stuff like that where yeah. it's like, I don't know. Like it's, it sucks that it took so much horrible shit yeah, for like so many people to realize mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But at this point we all just, we got to realize what's the, what, like what's the best and what to do. And yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Always yeah I have. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've I've learned and, and grown at such a rapid rate because of like everything that happened during the pandemic and just being home and just wanting to learn about it and just being emotionally invested in all these things that, you know, I, I felt I had no other choice to just to keep educating myself. And that's, you know, how I got to where I've gotten to where. I, uh, you know, I used to be a guy that was uh, getting just political arguments on social media all the fucking time, you know, and I just like, I'm so over that now. Cause it's just like, again, when you realize all of these things and, and like I said, you just have no other choice, but to be like kind of a leftist. Cause it's the only thing that makes sense based on, you know, all of those things that when I talk to somebody who's, you know, I have a bunch of families that are fucking Republicans, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just like. I'm not even going to talk to you because our understanding of the world is so fucking different. It's insane that it's like it would, we would have to talk to each other for every day, all day, every day for like three months for you to even understand where I'm at. And they'd have (laughs) to be open to hearing it. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just not going to happen. And like, 
I get I, yeah like my I mean like he'll never listen to this my dad's the same way like he like I you can't say one thing he doesn't agree with without him getting pissed yeah like about it and like I don't know I used to be like that too yeah it's yeah. it's like and now it's just like I'm just like all right you just haven't figured it out yet that's mm-hmm. basically how I just rationalize it you know what I mean like you just your scope of the your experiences the world led you to believe this and uh that's why you're like that and I'm not gonna change your mind so yeah yeah it's frustrating. Yeah. It's super frustrating. I'm lucky, but. and I say this on here a lot, is, you know, my parents are both uh, left-leaning people, and I've kind of <laughs> brought them over with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not so much radicalized, but it's funny how, like, when they talk about, you know, my parents will, like, bring up an issue or something, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, crazy how it's because of this, you know, when you do this for this, you know, you, you defund education for fucking 30 years and rip away the middle class that all of a sudden, you know, and then like, I say like stuff like that and they're like, uh, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My mom will get like fired up with me, like saying shit about it. And I'm just like, yep. And then like, so it's, oh, yeah. uh, it's pretty cool to, to have, have them hear me out. You know what I mean? But I also don't do it in like a preachy way, I guess. Or I try not to, I probably do, but <laughs> yeah i mean like i try to like just like sneak it into conversation you know what i mean oh yeah yeah i always like i mean like i think it's more like me trying to like not piss off my parents but just kind of like jab at them a little bit i just like always mention bernie sanders when i'm over there yeah yeah see my parents were both and they both liked bernie (sighs) yeah great people yeah yeah but that was probably because of me you know what i mean yeah but i mean i don't know i i yeah, I, I go on for hours. Yeah. I again so many things I go on for hours for, especially after last year. I've just been like bottling up all this stuff. Yeah. That's just, why I started this, bro. Yeah. Because it was like a lot of us probably feel that way. You know what I mean? Where it's like we just were I, I and I think that's that's why I needed it or why I wanted to start this podcast so much was because like I just spent a year of learning. You know what I mean? And just reading and just watching documentaries and, and trying to just understand as much as I possibly could about the things that I wanted to learn. And then it was like, all right, I have a fucking lot to say. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of conversation I want, I want to have. Um, and that's, you know, why I'm doing this. So. And it's sick. Thanks dog. It's dope. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Oh, pff, perfect dog. Hour and a half. Ooh, I can go on that. for hours, but uh, we'll have you on again soon. Yeah, I'm. I literally do nothing but work. So sick. Yeah, that's dope, Greg. Um, is there anything you want to promote while you're here? Uh, just that this uh, podcast is brought to you by drinking your own piss. Nice. Yeah. Way to bring that back. Yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> Greg. Thanks for coming by, bro. Uh, I'm glad you were here, and uh, I'll probably, you know, I'm gonna be back in the office in a few weeks. Come hit you up. Get that uh, iced americano that you put like four shots of espresso in, and then. Uh, d- I think I talked about it on the podcast. Did you hear me talk about it on the podcast? That like there was a time where I was going into work where if I had a lot of energy, my buddy Pete would be like, is Greg working today? Because like he knew that like that. you hooked me up with like, wait, like I usually don't get that much. But when you make it for me, you, you make it very strong, Gotta make it which strong. I like, Yeah, you know, every once in a while it's a fun treat. But oh, when yeah. I'm in the office, I just become like unhinged. After I finish that thing, and I'm just like completely under rocker, yeah. yeah. So like, there's some days where I'm just in a mood. Uh, hey, I mean, you know, you know where you're coming. No, you know where you're getting. Yeah. When you when you come and see me. Yeah. You know? Shout out the spot fam, dude. I do love everybody that works there. Um. I also, uh, I told Lauren I would say this. Fuck you, Lauren. Horrible person. Just kidding. She wanted She's you great. to say that. Yeah, she wants me to make fun of her. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah. That's funny. It's a dynamic, you know? Yeah. She's like my little sister. Right, I get it. Absolutely hate her guts. Yeah. Yeah. I love Lauren. She's great. I fucking hate Lauren. She's terrible. Nice. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I do think it is kind of funny that I just like started going to that spot every day before work. And now I just like, I mean, you and I were friends already, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I just became friends with like (laughs) everyone else that worked there just (laughs) from going there every day and just, I would get there early and just shoot the shit with them. Good shit. Um, All right, dog. Thanks for coming by. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me.